Welcome to the Doxology and Theology Podcast, presented by the Institute for Biblical Worship at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's right, I said the Doxology and Theology Podcast, a podcast for worship leaders who know that, say it with me, the gospel is so good, it has to be sung. I'm your host, Matthew Westerholm, Associate Professor of Church Music and Worship at Southern Seminary and the Executive Director of the Institute for Biblical Worship. On today's episode, we are dipping into our worship resources to bring you a workshop by Mr. Shane Bernard. Shane Bernard is the lead singer of the contemporary Christian music duo Shane and Shane. He is the co-founder of the Worship Initiative. His heart is to disciple and train people in their craft and in the word so that they may reach others with the good news of the gospel. In this workshop, Mr. Bernard is teaching us tips for band arranging. Howdy y'all, Shane Bernard here. Such a privilege to be at the DT conference. And I love both of those things, the D and the T. They're very, very important. And uh, it's um, an honor just to be a part of this. I wish it was in person. And I wish I saw your faces right now, but man, we're doing the best we can. And uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. And so uh, my good buddy, Bozzy, Bozzy Face, uh, Matt Boswell asked me to, to, to kind of talk about how we arrange hymns, how we go about that. Um, and, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to do my best. And so I have three things that came to mind when I think about you as a worship leader or me as a worship leader arranging a hymn for our church to sing. And those three things are what's, what's in the cards. I'll, I'll unpack that in a minute. And then exploring the space, which is one of my favorite things to do. And then thirdly, of just how to serve the song. So what's in the cards and then exploring the space and then serving the song. So those are kind of like the three things I'm gonna be diving into. So let me just jump into that. The first thing of like, <clears throat> I think you can't even really answer the question, how are you going to arrange a hymn without first doing just a really good diagnostic of like, what cards has God given you in your congregation? Um, who is in your band? What kind of musicians? What kind of instruments? Um, what kind of styles are represented? And then who's in your congregation? Are they mostly 60 to 75 years old? Are they mostly 30 to 45 years old? Are they, is it a super young church with young families? Does it have a huge youth group? You know, all those things are gonna dictate how we go about arranging uh, a hymn. Because we're honestly going to want to cater and serve our folks well. And we want them really ultimately to hear the lyric. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. That's what we want that the word of Christ may dwell richly in us, not, not just one in, out, in one in, in ear and then out the other ear, not just sitting through you know, an hour long service and then just can't wait for lunch, but the word of Christ dwelling richly in us. May the word of Christ dwell richly in you as you teach and admonish one another in all wisdom through singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratefulness to God in your heart. So that's our goal. 
the word of Christ would dwell richly. So taking a good diagnostic of your team and of your congregation, I went up to a church and helped them for a few weeks, um, a few years ago. And uh, it, was a, it was a small church and I walked in, uh, was a part of the service. They were leading, uh, you know, the band was on the stage and man, it was not great. And there's probably like nine or 10 of them on the stage, drums, electric guitar, keyboard, a couple acoustic guitars. Um, what else was there? There was some other, there was another instrument I'm not remembering. Anyway, at four or five singers, it was just, there was a lot and there was no monitoring. There was no wedges or there wasn't any in-ears. They were just playing songs and they were playing the songs that they loved to listen to and and they were doing the best they could. But out where I was sitting, it was like, ah, <laughs> you know, it was hard to hear uh, the lyric. It was hard to think about. Um, it was hard to think about praying those lyrics in that moment for me, I was just like, get me out of here, out of here, you know? And, uh, and so we got to meet and, um, and I got to kind of sit with them in their rehearsals for a few weeks. And that, man, we just started from ground zero. And, uh, and, and the first thing was just relieving the pressure of having to replicate things that we listen to on our phones. And uh, that, there, that pressure is fake. It's just, there is no pressure there. And so I, uh, I told them that if they were to go into a, uh, a competition, a band competition, and there were a hundred bands, what place do you think they would get? And I, they answered before I ever answered, we would get last place. We would get 100th place out of 100 bands. And I'm like, I completely agree with that. Um, but what if you guys entered in a singing competition? And all of you, I heard singing, whether it was under your breath or whether it was singing out. Out of a hundred bands, you just went up there, somebody played like the tune fork to give you the key and you just sang the song together. What place do you think you would get? I think you would get, I think you would do well. And I think people would actually hear what you're saying and feel what you're saying. And so, man, we stripped it back. We just started from, from ground one. We're singing the same songs. But we ended up having, um, working with the keyboard player, you know, he was kind of playing just like the one, three, five, like block chords with this right hand, you know, and big chords with the left hand. And we so, so took some, take, take the three out, let's just go one, you know, play one and five and then play some bass notes just to, to provide a pad for singing. Um, and then we, uh, the drummer, we pulled him out and he actually just had a snare drum. I'm like, bro, just, we're just just going backbeats. We took the snares off. It was just with the snare without the snares, and it was just a backbeat. And so it was keys, a backbeat, and singing. Uh, maybe six people just singing. And man, I thought it was unbelievable. Um, and I think the congregation, which by the way, were mostly older folks, that just like there was a there was a noticeable dis difference of just going, man, I don't know if you guys have taken a look at who's coming and who, who we're serving and then what your gifts are. And so if your A gift is singing and your D gift is like playing the bass guitar, then maybe don't. I remember like firing Shane Everett from 
playing the guitar. I'm like, dude, okay, it's done. It's over. If 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 playing the guitar, which here he's a decent guitar player. He doesn't like to, but he's decent. He's a, he's a great, he's just a musical person. I'm like, if that takes your singing, which is an 11, down to a seven, that's no good because that's that's where you shine. And we need to put you there and let you run in that lane and take the distractions away. And so we're like, just, just you don't have to do that. You're free to just do... Do what you're what you're best at, and so I think those like those honest diagnostics are like so important. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at him right there. Give us a little high note, Shane. <laughs> and uh, and so anyway, all that to say, of like, man, be honest and walk low and humbly before you ever start bringing in songs or arranging songs of going. Well, this is how I need to, 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 who I need to cater to and serve. Um, my body looks like this. This is probably what they like to listen to. And I want to deliver it in a way that's helpful to them. And then here's, here's my band. And be, be honest about that. You don't have any pressure to add musicians. You know, like we all feel that as, as like we, we see churches doing things. We go to conferences and we're like, oh, that would be awesome if we could do that and that and that. But man, there's no pressure there. Um, there. Sometimes we miss out on the sweetness of just singing together and being the body together of just what God's given us and, um, and, and actually raising people up in our own congregations and um, sitting with them, teaching them and being patient with them and letting them jump into a band and, 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 um, and stumble through but being okay with that uh, as, we, as we sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to one another. Um, and so that's the first thing. The second thing is, as you're uh, putting together a hymn or arranging a hymn, is man, explore the space. And so, I, you know, I didn't grow up with hymns. And so this one's uh, pretty easy for me because I have no, I really have no starting point. I mean, I, 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 if I'm doing a hymn, if I heard a hymn, I'm like, that is amazing. Or I just, I listen to a couple versions of it so that I kind of know the melody and then I go to a special place. And that special place used to be the men's bathroom down in uh, our church's little behind the stage bathroom thing, just right there before the throne of God. I mean, it actually had several, couple, a couple stalls, so awkward, but people understood. I mean, it's super awkward for me as, you know, those things were happening and I'm just in there arranging a hymn, you know, and singing my guts out. Um, but now that place has changed to a stairwell. And I'm going to walk over there. Jacob, can we walk over there? I'm going to take you to where I go to explore this space, okay? So follow me over there, and then I will uh, show you how uh, I do this. I don't even know what I'm doing. So here we are, sounds really different in here, right? We have this fancy studio thing, and this is where I go. There's, there's roaches that crawl around. People, I bug people, they walk up and down here, the whole hallway, sometimes they get mad at me, but it's where I go. And uh, there's something about open reverb that 
just open spaces with natural reverb that takes like a filters off of me. Um, and I can, it's like my imagination works better. And, you know, I'm not like holding back and I'm, it's a lot easier to explore the space and explore the space of the hymn. Uh, and so I'm just going to take uh, My Jesus, I Love Thee, which is, which is actually kind of a new hymn for me. I mean, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up with hymns. And I'm so glad that we have this hymn and, uh, and many that we've been doing. I'm just so grateful for it. Um, and this is where I come. So I don't know what key to sing it in. I don't know what tempo to sing it in. I have a couple references. And I just start going after it. And for me, because I'm trying to go, where can I position this song where we can really kind of emotionally feel the lyric. How can I serve the ladies who are gonna be singing? How can I serve the men who are gonna be singing? And so I immediately kind of, I, 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 won't, I, I won't like go there with you, but I, I would just sing it. And I'll sing it like as high as I can sing it. You're not singing it like as low as I can sing it. Chord-wise, I don't have any idea what to do or frankly what I'm doing, but I do know if you need help, we have a website called The Worship Initiative. And um, we have tons of help, classes and videos and hundreds of songs, all of that. That's where I go lots of times to even kind of figure something out. Um, but I, uh, I know that I have, if I'm playing in, in G shapes, I have, I don't know, about seven chords that I'm working with for the most part. There's more chords, but I have one chord, a two chord, which is like an A minor shape, three chord or a three chord minor, four chord, which is a C, five chord, which is a D, six chord, which is an A minor, seven chord, which is like over the five chord, and then a one. So I know I have those chords. And so I just start singing and playing in different combinations, and I'm really just kind of trying to find the emotion in the song. Because like songs that help the theology actually go from their head to our hearts, like the word of Christ begins to dwell richly in us. And so I go, um, so I, I, I found this key, which is B flat, and I started singing, my Jesus, I love Thirty-eight-year-old man coming in, you know. Uh, my gracious redeemer, say in that range, right? And so, like, okay, we did the first verse there. So we're gonna go. Here's your anchor, guys. You can sing like that. Second verse, we're gonna go sing with the ladies, you know. And chord-wise, I just I remember going, my grace. Three chord. My gracious, okay, gracious redeem, redeem, You know what I'm saying? I remember doing that. Like, man, you know, some chords I can naturally hear. Like, oh, I think it's probably going to be a five chord or a four chord or a two chord or a you know A minor chord or E minor chord or a D shape or whatever. But a lot of it's just getting into a place where you can experiment. And it ended up being my great, great, in the bass notes, gracious redeemer. And that works out, right? So my great, my Savior. 
And then I will my Jesus tis night. And I also think a way to serve the song, and which kind of I think happened in this stairwell, is like these little turns, which are kind of like a, an opportunity to think about what we just sang, like a Selah moment. So, my Jesus tis now. Uh, that little, just a little musical hook, which is on the piano mainly, um, kind of going through that, and then. So they have these nice little turns where we just think about all the things that we just said, man. My sin, I resign to you, my gracious Redeemer, and then. I I know that I'm kind of in up in their range a little bit. And so, and then we ended up putting this, you know, this big kind of musical moment at the end of the song because we're kind of pairing these this song and praise to the Lord. This is a great hymn together. And so we kind of mushed them together. Even the turns, the little musical things sound really similar. And at the end of the song, we ended up going, uh, Sound from your people again, gladly forever. And then we went back to the. So they were kind of mushed together a little bit, um, and praise the Lord is in that whole other example of we're like we're singing kind of in the range of the ladies. You can I can hit the low octave with the, where the guys sing. And then um, sometimes when I sing up there, I'm, I just feel like I'm hearing the lyric better. That's a lot of times why I'm, I'm doing that. But um, most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of trying to do the math of like, here's where my wife likes to sing. Like we actually lead a lot of songs in the same key. It's just where she likes to sing. And then, uh, and then yeah, and then it's just exploring the space. There's really no right answer is that you just come to a place. Maybe that's outside for you. Um, maybe that's in your car or in your shower, you know, um, it's just coming to a place where like the filters fall and you can come and you can pull up a hymn and you can just start singing it. You know, I have an app that has pads in different keys and I'll just have a pad on 
and I'll just be in here singing, you know, you know, I'm just going for it and just enjoying the Lord. And then things happen in those moments. Um, these, these, little, these little nuggets of wonder happen and, um, and God uses them uh, so that the word of Christ may dwell richly in you and in your congregation as you teach each other and admonish each other. Like, hey, don't believe that your sin is too big for the blood of Jesus. Don't believe it. And that's what you're singing. It's like, man, I need you, God, and you've forgiven me, and I don't even know if I believe that. Well, believe it, you know? And so singing and arranging has become more for me about convincing you than it, than it, than it is about, like, sounding good. I just, I want, I want us to believe that, that God is who he says he is, and this is all true. Um, and so sometimes... Um, being somewhere where you can be, feel free to explore is, is really helpful. So let's go back to where we were because I'm not even sure if you can hear this that well. I'm hoping you can, but it's, it's super echoey in here. So we'll, we'll go back and then we'll, we'll finish up. Okay, see you there. Howdy. I'm back in the other room. <laughs> Last thing, once you find your sort of the vibe and the vision for a song, so you feel like you kind of have a tempo, you have a key, you're changing chords as you sing, you know, maybe you have a, a, a way that the verses get into one another. So there's these transitional pieces and all the different things. And then you take that and you bring it into uh, the next whole phase, which is like how now... Now that we kind of have the bulk of the song, I, I feel like I could lead this song alone with a guitar or a piano um, or a pad, and, and we would do fine. We would be great, but, but we, we actually have some cards in our hand that we talked about on step number one as we took a good look at what we have and who's coming and, and who's, who's wanting to serve and how are they gifted. And, and so that's when you like start plugging those things into the song is like, how do we serve this song? Um, and, uh, and man, I'm, the more and more I do this, I usually start, um, you know, simple, real simple of like um, a big, uh, you know, a big priority of ours. It's almost like one of our missions is to eliminate distractions. And so I'm going, how can we, how can we fill the song up and create dynamics and create melody and harmony and rhythm and all these different things in a way that's not distracting. And so um, that's where we, we kind of try to find these little melodies that could kind of help along these little musical parts. Or, you know, we, we talk about, okay, where does a groove come in? Or does a groove need to come in? Uh, and, you know, what, what kinds of sounds do we need? To, do we want like, um, you know, kind of like, uh, crisp sounds like a hi-hat or do we want kind of dull knocky sounds that that just kind of like disappear into the mix and um and so we just talk about that and that man that's different on every single song and that has a lot to do with who you have on your team um man i lead worship with different teams at our church and so man i choose different songs for different times because they just are gifted in different ways and sometimes um, I'm, I'm showing them a new song that I wrote and then we, we just arrange it right there. Um, and it would be a different arrangement with this 
group of people than it would this group of people because it, their, their gifts are just different. Um, and so one, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lean heavy into like an electric thing because I, I wouldn't feel confident that that, I would think this electric player just needs to kind of hold it down and play nice chords and not any kind of lead vibes right now, but just kind of hold it down. And so that arrangement would be different with this band than it would with this band. And so with my song selection at times, you know, um, just to be like, I want to be able to really deliver these songs well uh, and uh, eliminate as many distractions as we can. Um, and so that's what we're thinking about when we're, uh, we're getting up to sing a hymn. And even when we're going from one hymn to the next, I'm thinking about that. Um, that's, a, that's a really a, a big deal to me to like have a, if there's a chance for a three song set or a four song set, maybe 20 minutes, to feel like one song with like three or four movements, then that would be a win for me. Um, and I think that comes from just, I'm a like squirrel, squirrel. I'm, I'm just so distracted when I come into rooms. And so I, I'm thinking of like, how do we not just get from verse one to chorus one to verse two, but how do we get from song one to song two? And what scripture is going to kind of be on the screen to help kind of prepare? And how are we going to switch from this key to this key and, and all of those things, which I guess is a different video at a different time. Um, but it's also super important. And so, man, I hope that helps a little bit. Take a good look at who you have coming. Take a good look of who's in your band. Don't feel the pressure that you need, that you need 10 instruments or five instruments. I mean, you are free to just sing songs and hymns to one another with whatever gifts God's given you. And then, man, find somewhere where you can explore the space of a, of a song that your filters can come off and you can um, feel free to pray and sing these songs in your own closet time. And then, man, after that's all done, then come alongside and serve the song of how, how are we going to tee this up for the body to sing together? Uh, and so there's a couple of things that I do every time um, that I try to arrange a hymn and uh, it's been helpful for me. So. Love you guys. Wish I could see you maybe next time. Enjoy the conference. Shane out. That is a hard place to stop, but if you'd like to hear more, go to our website, biblicalworship.com. Click podcast. We're happy to share with you the entire thing for free. While you're at our website, you can find information concerning other worship resources from the Institute for Biblical Worship and the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's biblicalworship.com. That's what we have for you this time on the Doxology and Theology podcast. Our show is produced by the lanky Evan Jarms, engineered by Caleb Sherwood, and the music is by our good friend Joel Nagus. Until next time, this is Dr. Matthew Westerholm reminding you that the gospel is so good, it has to be sung. Peace be with you.